Dynamite Didi, and you're listening to Top of the Morning on TopBoatReport.com. What's up, everybody? This is the Top of the Morning Podcast, presented by TopRopeReport.com. I'm your host, Eric Ames, and this week we are up to episode 27, as I'm joined by co-host Doug Barrel to break down Backlash, our preview and prediction show. Of course, Backlash is coming up tomorrow night on the WWE Network. We'll have live in-progress results right on TopRopeReport.com, as always. Before we get into that, some cool news. Just want to give a shout-out. To my friends Courtney and Celia, they are the owners of MercerSwim.com, who are going to be doing a little bit of modeling photos for us for the TRR shop, and we worked out a little bit of a deal with them. We're going to be doing some advertising for them on TopRopeReport.com, and you'll probably be hearing a commercial coming up here on the podcast in the coming weeks. So congratulations to Courtney and Celia on kind of chasing down their dreams and we're happy to be supporting them. So on to this week's program, like I said, this is our Backlash Preview and Prediction Show. Me and Doug discuss all the matches on the card tomorrow night. We also do a little bit of rapid-fire picks for NXT TakeOver Chicago going on tonight from the Allstate Arena in Shy City. And then we also talk a little bit about the next SmackDown pay-per-view coming up in June, Money in the Bank who we see could possibly be entering the Money in the Bank ladder match this year. So here we go. This is episode 27 of the Top of the Morning podcast, the Backlash Preview and Prediction Show. So here we are, Doug Barrel. Doug, it's hotter than a slave ship today. Well, I showed up during the winter in shorts, you know, that one time, and today I showed up in pants, so I'm just backwards. You're bass backwards. <laughs> yeah, it's insanely hot today. I'm actually wearing a tank top, and you know, a lot of people know I used to live in Florida, so it takes quite a bit for me to be less than clothed, I suppose. <laughs> So that's how you can tell it's pretty hot. We actually got the air going, too, just to keep it somewhat bearable, because it gets uh, brutally hot in here. These walls, they're not, like, they haven't been insulated or anything like that, so I should probably get on that. Right. <laughs> Save myself some some uh, electricity bills with this thing in the summertime and then the electric heater in the winter, but I don't know, I'm lazy. You know how it goes. And and in Maine, you know, you really only have summer for about six weeks anyway. <laughs> right, so. exactly, so... That's an awful lot of work for just a little bit of energy saving. Screw the planet. That's yeah, what I right, say. Yeah. It's not like I'm one of the idiots living on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so here we are today for our Backlash Preview and Prediction show. Of 
course, it looks like the card has been finalized up till this point. I mean, there's more matches than usual, so I can't imagine they'd be trying to squeeze anything else in there. Um, a couple of people I was wondering if they were going to officially get on there ended up getting on there. Um, not at the last second, but, you know, within the last few days. So, we're going to rifle through some of these as best as we can. A couple of them have kind of been thrown in, like I just said, at the last minute. And there's not really too much backstory to, so we'll do the best we can. But as usual, we start with the kickoff, which was announced this week. And it will have the Perfect Ten Ty Dillinger taking on Crybaby Aiden English. What do you think about Crybaby Aiden English, Doug? Uh, do you I... think there's any merit to them doing that with Aiden as a way to kind of... Needle Moro Ronaldo, even though the uh, lines of communication are still open up between him and the company. I, you know, I, I don't think so. I but. can't. I, yeah, I can't speak to that. I, I don't know. Um, when Simon Gotch left the company, I guess what I'm wondering because they're on the kickoff show here. I can't imagine Dillinger's going to lose this. So my question to you is what happened with this supposed push Aiden English was going to get I guess it depends on your definition of the word push because technically he has been getting a push just by putting him on TV sure because they weren't doing absolutely anything before all because of Simon and his you know nobody really liked shenanigans him. His, his shenanigans backstage nobody cared for him which uh, was too bad because I think the vaudevillains had a lot more to offer. However, yeah, I kind of would see this as a bit of a push. You know, he's yeah. kind of gone back to his old NXT gimmick of being the drama king and doesn't really have entrance music. He kind of sings himself out. <laughs> so, uh, it's very old-school heel tactics there um, that you don't really see too often anymore. Some people might call it cheap heat. I don't know. I just think it's smart psychology. Um, but yeah, I don't... Unless they plan on doing more with this... I don't expect Ty Dillinger to lose. I don't even see it being much of a match, to be honest. I've seen no indication of Aiden doing anything overly important other than the fact that, you know, they're just giving him some more TV time. Well, that and that's the, my other thing. Maybe they extend this. Maybe they build it up a little bit more for a, a bigger showdown next time. Um, but that's, that's my other question. Where do you go with these two guys, especially... I could see Dillinger getting into the Money in the Bank ladder match. Oh, definitely. I could I could see that happening. And if that's kind of the route that they're going, you know, unless they want to have a short little program on SmackDown between these guys leading up to that, because Money in the Bank is on June 18th, so that's, they got like three weeks until that one, And I roughly. can't, I, I, don't, I don't see somebody like Aiden English getting into it. Um, no, I don't either. You know, because I'm, I'm looking at the card and I'm thinking about who's going to be in it, and of course it it matters, you know, who the champions are at that point, but... See, Ronnie's the smart one. He comes up here because he knows the air's going up here. Hey, there <laughs> you go. down there. <laughs> <laughs> smart dog. Like, there's a there's a match, two, ma two matches up. I imagine both of those guys are going to be in it. Uh, yeah, I would agree with that. We'll yeah. definitely so, elaborate further. Yeah, so they'll... Uh, There'll be like six guys. Aiden English isn't one. Dillinger will definitely probably be in that mix. I don't. I just. I wonder where they're going to go with Aiden English because he is a very good entertainer. He's a good hand in the ring. Uh, he definitely has potential to do more than what he definitely more than what he was doing when the Vaudevillains were being completely buried. Um, but yeah, he 
he definitely has a place on the show. So I, I, hope I wouldn't mind know. seeing this extended for you know a couple of weeks. I mean, Dillinger hasn't done anything other than just have essentially showcase matches. So yeah, I mean, I'm all for getting him into any kind of an angle. So you know, regardless of how this one plays out, that's kind of what I'm looking forward to him doing next. If he's part of the Money in the Bank, I could see I, I see that match having you know a bunch of feuds within that one match if that makes any sense you know i yeah could see like we talked about you know zane and corbin will get to but i could see that moving on and being part of that match as well um but yeah i, got, so, I gotta go with Dill- ty yeah dillinger might be on kind of like the fence when it comes to the money in the bank he's he'll be he might be in the mix we'll see how that goes but yes yeah, so i'm definitely going dillinger on that one as well on to the main show now one of the matches that again was added this week a uh, bit of a throw in there's some history between these two, but there isn't much of a recent uh, kind of storyline going on between them, besides the fact that Harper just lost to Rowan, but of course, Eric Rowan versus Luke Harper. Um, I don't have too much to say about this one. I, I'm glad that Harper is kind of getting a spot on the pay-per-view, was, even though it is kind of seems like a time filler. Uh, I see him getting his win back um, from Eric Rowan, unless they want to kind of further delve into his character like they did on Talking Smack. I know you said that you had uh, I, I missed it. I missed it, but I heard I heard about it, and I, I heard a lot of positive feedback about it. I thought that it was good. It was the most kind of character development we've seen out of Rowan ever. Um, he's a little longer in the tooth. I think there's more potential in Harper. And like I said, I just see Harper getting his win back here. He could possibly be a participant in a Money in the Bank ladder match as well. Um, I'm a little disappointed, or scratch that, I'm a lot disappointed that they didn't do anything with any of the momentum that Harper had before WrestleMania. They just kind of let it die off, so I'd like to see him get back on track. Yeah, I, I think you have two ways to look at this, because I think Luke Harper was always the Wyatt Lackey, if you will, that had bigger potential as a singles competitor and they always saw that i think the fans always saw that he was kind of hot before wrestlemania yeah when they were when they were building up the randy bray match like the crowd was really popping hard for luke harper and i think it was starting to showcase uh his potential as a singles competitor looking back on it they definitely should have made that a triple threat with the way that that match played out because Orton versus Wyatt was probably the most brutal match on WrestleMania. It, that was probably the best example that I can think of in the last year of a feud where I was totally digging the build-up and the match let me down hard. Yeah, I'm I, with you. That, I mean, I can't... I'm trying to think of a better example, at least in the last year. Uh, it's got to be that, because I loved the build-up with Orton and, and Bray. And then, yeah, the the WrestleMania match was a dud, and then the follow-up was... Worse. Po- yeah, pointless. And Orton remarkably shows up to the arena clean-shaven. Uh, yeah, right. How did that happen? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Magic. Thanks, you know, Braun. <laughs> you know, he had, yeah, he had a razor. Braun razors, not Braun Strowman. <laughs> yeah, he, he had razors in the car. It all makes sense. But no, no, Harper was really, really heating up. Um, in terms of Eric Rowan, I mean... You, I guess the company needs to make a decision of whether or not they're going to do anything with him if they really want to develop his character because, again, I need to go back and watch that talking smack because a lot of people were, were you know, blowing up about it. And so I kind of want to see what all the fuss was about. 
Um, if they want to develop his character and make him more... Smackdown like, highlights on TopRopeReport.com. Right, that's, see, that's where you go. Hashtag it on top. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, so I, I definitely need to check that out. Um, it just depends on whether or not they're going to do anything more with this and if they're going to do anything more with Rowan's character. I think the smart money is with Harper, but if they go with Rowan... You know, yeah, I don't. I don't then, see Rowan ever getting past like a certain level on the card. I just no. don't. You know, he's in his late thirties at this point. He's been fairly injury prone. Yes, uh, and, especially over the last couple of years, and he has no. I mean, he's a he's a solid big man who's got a very interesting gimmick, but he's nowhere near the athletic level of Harper. Not even close. Right, and Harper's already been an IC champ, but like he does have that potential to to be in the IC or well on a the very show, forgettable they, IC title. It, it was a very forgettable aside but, from that uh ladder match he had with Ziggler and TLC. That was incredible, but Yeah, but he he does have the potential to do more than Rowan. So I think the smart money is with Harper, but if Rowan wins, eh, I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah, I wouldn't be either. Uh I I'm still going to stick with Harper just getting his win back just cuz that's the only reason why I see them even having this match again, honestly. Yeah. Alright, so we talked about it a little bit earlier. This was also made official for the card this week. And we kind of knew this was coming. This has been a bit of a longer running angle, about as long as you can run one since WrestleMania time. And we will see the underdog from the underground, Sami Zayn, taking on Baron Corbin. For, for me, this one, my pick has a lot to do with Money in the Bank, which I'll go out on record right now and say that Baron Corbin is my favorite to be the briefcase holder this year. I think it fits in perfectly, uh, especially the fact that he constantly attacks people from behind all the time, so it sets him up perfectly for a cash-in. Um, that being said, I could see this being where Sammy kind of gets his uh, uh, victory, like scratching and clawing, kind of surprise roll-up kind of a deal, uh, because Corbin will ultimately come out the better of it at Money in the Bank by winning the briefcase. So that's kind of my thoughts on this. And plus, Sammy, he hasn't really had a big win since he's been on SmackDown, not that I can think of anyway. So this will kind of kill two birds with one stone. So I'm going to go with Sammy, but I think Corbin might be the favorite here. I'm not really sure how you feel. Baron Corbin, I think, is definitely a future big belt champion of some sort. And uh, he's been doing great work. This is definitely a prequel to Money in the Bank. And I, depending on which six guys, it'll be, it should be six, right? I've, I've seen seven, I've seen five. Yeah, they've done eight before. Yeah. With this being SmackDown only, I can't imagine them going past six. Because yeah. they're still going to have to fill out the rest of a uh, pay-per-view card, which... Don't even get me started on this being SmackDown only for Money at the Bank. Yeah, well, it definitely should be cross-branded, and and that would, and if it were cross-branded, that it definitely li- creates more opportunities because you got a lot more big names on Raw. So, I'll, and not I only mean, that, that could be the like, reason why. Not only that, but like when you're looking at who's going to win Money in the Bank, you say, well, who has a ninety percent shot of winning the big belt? Because I think it only Sandow's. The only failure, right? Uh, Cena, also. Oh, okay, yeah. Cena, Cena was the first one, but and, uh, uh, outside of, like, newer guys, or guys that never really had a shot, Sandow was the only one that didn't win the title. So you have to ask yourself, who is a potential 
champion, Baron Corbin is definitely a potential champion. So I think he's a great pick. It'll depend who else is in the match. There's another match coming up down the card. A guy like, but see, then you've got guys like I, I want to see who, which six guys are, or five or six or whatever are in the match because then you got a guy like Shinsuke Nakamura who's obviously going to probably be WWE champion someday. Maybe but, we'll do at the end of our. Backlash picks will come up with our six for being in the money in the bank. Ladder yeah, match. that'd be good. And because if you talk about a guy like Nakamura, he almost, even though he just debuted, he almost feels like a shoe win. He, but it is does it almost feel like he's above the money in the bank match? I don't know. Um, I, I, yeah, I kind of see that. I see what you're saying. He's kind of like bigger than like it's almost the like case. it's almost like he's going to be a champion someday, and he doesn't need the briefcase. And I'm not trying to knock anybody who has been the Money in the Bank winner. Not trying to knock Amara anybody. <laughs> I'm not trying to knock Amara anybody. <laughs> but they, they, uh, a lot of times with Money in the Bank, they'll end up. It'll be an opportunity for a guy that maybe head to head doesn't get that kind of opportunity to be champion. That's what it's always been about to me. Right, like like when Ziggler cashed in. Yeah, you know? I, I, I always think of guys, you know, like Edge or Rob Van Dam or Dolph winning. I don't ever think of, like, Randy Orton cashing in or anything like that. Like, to me, it's about the guys that have never had a shot before. Well, CM Punk, you know. And, like, even, even Ambrose, you know, last year, that was how he got his big thing. He was the only guy in the Shield that never seemed like... He was going to get it head to head, and even though Seth Rollins is a is a big time, uh, like he's a legitimate champion contender, he's a legitimate champion. But at the time when he cashed in, it was kind of like it was that was such a brilliant cash in because of the backlash against Reigns, but also how do you take that belt off of Lesnar? How right. do you do that? See, so, that's another reason why I think Corbin is most likely to win Money in the Bank this year because last year we didn't get the whole teasing of, like, when's he going to cash in because it happened that very night. So we were kind of robbed of, right. you know, months of when's it going to happen kind of anticipation. And we know that they're building um, Corbin for Orton, like, later on in the year. So that will give us, like, what better way to kind of hold him off from that than to have him get the briefcase and continue the slow build. It just, it makes too much sense for me to have that happen. And Sami Zayn is, it's almost like when you talk about that Ziggler cash in, I don't know if I would say that he's in that spot, but he's one of those guys where, you know, kind of like Cesaro, but, you know, like the fans for years wanted, or He's only been on Maine for so long, but you know what I mean. Like, they wanted to push him harder, push him harder, push him harder, you know. So if the briefcase is going to be an opportunity for somebody to cash in who might not otherwise go head-to-head -head with, a say, a Lesnar or, uh, you know, on this show, an Orton, and actually just go over clean, uh, it could be that opportunity for Sammy. But Baron is definitely the better pick out of just those two. We'll see about the other four. And so I, I got to agree with you again. This, this can be, this can be Zane's boost because see, for me, I feel like Sammy, I, I feel like he's going to end up being one of those guys that never quite gets over the hump. Like, right. I mean, we've seen Dolph win the world title a couple of times, but 
there were two basically meaningless reigns. One of them was lasted all of maybe 20 minutes. Yeah. And then the other one, he immediately got hurt and was out for weeks and then lost it, his first defense. Um, but I, I feel like he's kind of going to get stuck in that spot. Like, he's just never going to get over the hump. I don't know. I just I just have this feeling that he might be one of those guys. Yeah, so I, I don't know if there's even a safe money pick on this one. I will I will agree with you and go with Zane. Um, I could totally see either guy winning, though, because... They they have no problem beating Sammy and and Barons do a push probably by before the end of the year. So yeah, this one's definitely a coin flip. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Sammy as well though. So uh, we're we're three for three so far. I'm, yeah, I it's, think it's, we'll, it's a pretty agreeable card. Yeah, but there, there we will might be a couple agree things. on a couple disagree on a couple here. Yeah. This might be one of them. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, of course, for weeks now we've seen the welcoming committee be not so welcoming. The team of Natalia, Carmella, and Tamina taking on SmackDown Women's Champion Naomi, Charlotte Flair, and Becky Lynch. I think for this match, the most important piece that you need to know is the fact that WWE has been second-guessing turning Charlotte to a babyface. And we've kind of seen some tension between her and Naomi. So to me, this just all boils down to when are they going to turn her back. And I'm kind of picturing this as, you know, the baby faces finally get their win, put to rest, uh, put to bed the welcoming committee, because honestly, the welcoming committee doesn't even make any sense. Tamina's only been on SmackDown for, since WrestleMania, so she shouldn't even be a part of this. Right. Um, but yeah, I think, I think the baby faces get the win here, and then we see Charlotte turn after. Uh, I don't think they'll go too long with her being a baby face. Um, if they want to turn her back heel, I think it's going to be a quick turnaround. So I could foresee that happening at Backlash, and that's kind of what I see going down. I think they win. Charlotte turns. The the old. So you're saying okay. So you're saying she turns after. after I, the I fact. was thinking because she keeps cause she keeps saying as soon as we're done with this, I'm focused on the title. So right. What to me? Once they get that win, it's all over. She's going against Naomi now. That's what her focus is going to be. So I'm going to say something similar, but I'm going to say that she turns on the show. And on, actually, I was going to say the... So I'm going to go with the heels here. So we will disagree there. Um, I will go with the heels just because of a turn. The Charlotte thing is very obvious because they're, you know, they're second-guessing themselves. Do you, do you see Becky ever turning in the near, like in the near future? No, I think if they were going to do it, the best opportunity would have been a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Because the crowd was kind of buying into it a little bit. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I, I just don't see it. Not anytime soon, anyway. You're, you're pretty stacked on that side uh, on SmackDown. So you don't really, you know, if you're going to turn Charlotte, I don't see Becky turning and then leaving Naomi as the only babyface left. Um, I think she could do it, but I just... I, I don't know. I, I just don't see it happening anytime soon. There's, yeah, I'm there's too many matches left, you know, especially if Charlotte turns heel. We haven't seen that in forever because they were on opposite brands, so... Who do you think the heel on SmackDown is? Because, obvi- I mean, this is most of their women, but not not all of them. Um, so on the flip side, because if you're just left, just based on this list, just out of these six, if Charlotte turns, you've got Naomi and Becky as babies. Um... Who's a heel on SmackDown that you think could turn babyface? Natalia. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, she she can kind of swing either way, you know. Because the, she can always go back to the 
the family thing. Right. You know, and people are going to get behind her because she's a heart. So that's the easiest turn. And I think that... <laughs> Carmella with Ellsworth oh is my not going to happen. That's... She's she's kind of brutal in the ring. I don't know if you saw the match. Yeah, I did. She I... had. She's... Honestly, I know people people kind of get irked when I bring this up, but she's not any better in the ring, you know, than Alexa Bliss. Like, they're about equal. Yeah. The only difference is Alexa, Alexa her character is just way more over right now. Yeah. But, the, yeah, the Carmella and Ellsworth thing, uh, that's, they get some serious heat because whether it's because people are annoyed by them or what, it, it, it almost cracks me up a little bit. Like, they get, they get legit heat. And, uh, so yeah, I, I feel like see... it's the kind of heat like Ellsworth. Why the hell does this guy have a job? Here? Right, kind right. Of <laughs> but you know what? It worked. <laughs> like if people are, because it's so it's so hard to get wrestling fans in. Well, they had to do something with him because he wasn't a viable. He's not a viable option in the men's division. No. So where can you put him? They give him heat. Oh. You put a guy in the women's division to be. You know, tripping up females and stuff. What better way to get yep. a crowd to boo you? Oh, yeah, and they, you know, he was kind of all he really should have been was a flash in the pan because that first month when he was there and he was doing his thing and he was getting involved with with Ambrose and and AJ, I mean that was pretty entertaining for like three or four weeks. Right. But but it ran its course really fast, and you. I and a long time ago now. I, f I figured it, that was their plan. They were just going to have him come in for a month or two, play that role, and then bow out, and then go back to the indies and, and be a better, uh, for him, be a better indie draw than he was. So, uh, but yeah, no, like he really annoys people. So he, he gets some really pissed off heat. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with the heels because I'm going to just say that the turn happens on the show. I... When, whenever I see these kind of big multi-person matches, I, I think to myself, it, it's not always clean. It's not always a clean finish. I, a, a disqualification makes no sense in this match. Um, but by the same token, I, just, I don't think there's going to be a just clean, cut-and-dry win. I'm going to say the turn happens, and I'm going to go with the heels. All right. I knew we would disagree eventually. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't take much. <laughs> right. Alright, on to one of our first title matches of the evening. This is for the SmackDown Tag Team Championship. We have the champions, the Usos, taking on the highly entertaining Breezango. Oh my god, how good are they? Dun-dun! How <laughs> good are they? And it just, and it feels so good to see them really, really getting over. Wee-oo, 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 wee-oo! They are so funny. And, uh... No, it's it's great. The both guys individually, they were always two guys that were talented, if not underused. Uh, Tyler Breeze came on to Maine, um, had a quasi push out of the gate, and then faded into the backdrop really quickly. Uh, Fandango, we're a little partial to him because he's a Maine native, but beyond the that partial, you know, being partial to him. He really is, really is underused for, for, he's got the right look, he's got, he's good in the ring. He beat Chris Jericho in his first match and didn't do anything since, and right. that was like, how long ago now? Three or four years? Yeah, what was that, 29, I think? Was that WrestleMania 29? Yeah, somewhere in that area, I yeah. can't even remember. I think but, it was 29. 
So the fact that these guys are so good and so entertaining and it's finally getting over um, big time just feels so good. So here's my thought, because the fans are really digging them right now. And there's lots of logic. This is the one that I thought that we would disagree on, so we'll see. Um, there's lots of, they have so much, they're gaining so much momentum right now that it wouldn't be unwise. I could totally see them winning. I'm going to go with the Usos here, and I'm going to say that Breezango wins maybe at the next encounter because they're getting so popular right now, and the fans are going to be so behind them that it's going to get some heat if they don't win, and especially if they get screwed out of a win. So I do think that before long, before the end of summer, I mean, and by that, I mean sooner, they will be the SmackDown Live Tag Team Champions. I'm going to take the Usos here because I think that there's more, there's more room to build. You can give the Usos the heat that way, and you can get people to rally behind Breezango even harder for next time. See, we're going to agree, but for different reasons. All right. So it's been weeks and weeks of this build-up to the New Day arriving on SmackDown. Ooh, yes. And I think, unfortunately, as entertaining as Breezango has been, I think that they're just a transitional challenger right now. Um, I would not be against them having even a short run with the titles, but I, I don't see it happening. I think the Usos retain. I think you use that heat to put it on the Usos to kind of build them up a little bit more. Um, because in terms of just how I view them compared to the New Day, they're not on equal ground. Yeah. So any kind of heat you can give the Usos setting up for the New Day's arrival, because to me it's obvious you're building your tag team division around the New Day. You sure. Got, you have to. You've done nothing with American Alpha. They've been... Honestly, that, was un that was unfortunate. Yeah, they, they've been a total flop, and I don't think it's any fault of their own. No. Um, which is why you took the titles off them to begin with, and why you have not seen them at all. Um, they got their rematch really quick with the Usos, and that, that was it. They haven't even been on television. Um, so as much as I would like to see Breezango win, and I think it would be a cool moment, I think you want to keep the heat on the Usos for when the New Day comes back, and eventually... I think we're going into another uh, title run for the New Day. Probably not like we saw before, but... Right. But here's my question about the New Day, because with considering what they did with them at WrestleMania, they're, they're such, like... They're kind of the marketing faces for WWE. It's almost like they, they had that really long, brilliant run, um, and then they didn't have a match at WrestleMania, but they were a big part of WrestleMania, and they were the hosts, and, you know... Austin has his up, up, down, down. You know, they, they're doing commercials. They're doing tons of PR. They're almost like mascots for the WWE right now. Yeah, they basically are. So um, I think that the Usos versus the New Day would be awesome. They would put on great matches. I think that's just going to elevate kind of the prestige of these tag team titles if the New Day has them as well. I think it's so, too, but I was going to say, do you make think them that, feel more important? Do you think that they could live without them? I mean, I think they could live without them. Oh, the New Day doesn't need them at all. They'll do way more for the titles than yeah. the other way around. They certainly don't need them. 
Well, I hope even if it is a short run, even even if like I'm still go I'm gonna stick with the Usos, but let's say Breezango wins here, and then like you said, they just do they just have a short run, and then the Usos screw them down the road, and that and that builds up some heat, you know, for an Usos New Day showdown. It would be so cool to see those those guys just win the belts, just because they've been working their butts off to to make this good. And they, they're so over right now. <laughs> so definitely. Over. I definitely agree. I would not be opposed to that at all. Moving along, we've got a couple more matches to get through here. Of course, the uh, probably the biggest match on the card in terms of the promotion of the pay-per-view uh, would be Shinsuke Nakamura versus Dolph Ziggler. Nakamura finally making his in-ring debut. I mean, is there any shot he loses here? God, no. <laughs> no. I mean, there can't be. No, if uh, everyone, go ahead, take your 401k, take your savings, whatever, take it to the bookie, even though the num even though the odds are probably horrible. <laughs> you know, oh yeah, throw down $1,000, and if Shinsuke wins, you get you get a dime. <laughs> yeah, you get a buck. <laughs> yeah. uh, so the odds are probably terrible, but no, this is, this is a total lock. Um, and, yeah, I mean, they've been... They've been doing the dark matches. I, jeez, two hundred five live must be really benefiting because they've been doing Shinsuke's matches, dark matches, after because they're trying to keep butts in seats for the whole show. And Shinsuke's the big draw. What are they gonna do for dark matches once he's uh, wrestling on the show? I'll stick him in there against AJ every night. <laughs> yeah, right. dark matches. Oh man, that that'd be something else. No, I mean, there's no way. There's no way Shinsuke loses here. Yeah, and, I would and, be completely shocked if he lost here. And the um, two best matches of the night are going to be, just from a work rate perspective, will be this one and the next one. I think. Yeah, I mean, I could I could see that happening. The only thing I would say is Ziggler, Ziggler's offense is not, like, the greatest. Yep. And neither is Nakamura's. I mean, not to knock Shinsuke, but, I mean, he does just throw an awful lot of strikes. Yeah. <laughs> so... I don't know. I'm not sure exactly how it plays out. I could see kind of a back and forth. I don't think either guy will really dominate, but I mean, there's got, there's no way that Nakamura loses this match. No. Um, before we move on, what do you think about them calling him the artist known as Shinsuke Nakamura? Uh, I'm, I think it's kind of corny. Yeah, I don't like it. I'd, ra I'd <laughs> I don't rather... Like it. Yeah, I don't like that. Yeah. No, sir, I don't like it. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm not a big fan of it. Like, why couldn't they just stick with the King of Strong style? What was he's wrong with that? He's a badass. That? Just let him be a badass. Yeah, we don't, like... I don't know. It makes him sound kind of effeminate when they speak. Yeah. It's the artist for, like, I don't know. He's not Prince Iakea. Come on <laughs> <Right>. now. <laughs> All right, we've got two more matches on the docket here. Both title matches. First up, the United States title is on the line as the new face of America, Kevin Owens, defends against AJ Styles. I think Owens retains, I, whether by hook or by crook, uh, whether he loses by DQ, whatever the case may be. They've been keeping alive his issues with Jericho, even though Jericho's gone, with him doing his own version of the highlight reel. So it's kind of making me think that Jericho is going to come back for that U.S. title when he does come back in... Uh, what was it, like June-ish? Yeah, something like that. Something like June sometime. Um, 
So I think it would be more important for him to kind of come back after that championship would make sense if it's on AJ. I think long-term, we're kind of looking at AJ versus Orton here at SummerSlam. That's kind of what I'm thinking for the for the title. So it doesn't really make much sense there for AJ to have the U.S. strap. Um, I feel like he's kind of above that. I don't know. He would make it work, but... It's kind of like you were saying Nakamura feels like he's above money in the bank. Money in the bank. I kind of feel like AJ is above the US title. Granted it would, you know, elevate the status and the perception of that championship, but yeah. I don't think you put all this marketing and stuff into Kevin Owens as the new face of America and with the new t-shirts and all this other stuff for him to lose yeah, the title you, again. How, how do you like Kevin Owens in a suit doing this doing this whole shtick? Clean-shaven Kevin Owens too. I know, I know. It's almost like that can get him some heat, as funny as that sounds. Yeah, but um, match of the night pick right here for me as well. Yeah, it, it's it's got to be. I think Orton and Jinder could surprise, but I mean, I don't see. If these guys are given the time to do it, and they pull out some stuff out of their arsenal that we haven't seen before, which is entirely possible, I think uh, AJ, it's going to be no contest match of the night. I think AJ has unfinished business with that WWE championship. Absolutely. Uh, so, yeah. And and you said by hook or by crook. I could totally see it being by crook, which I, I'm not going to call that a bummer because it's going to be such a good match. But, uh, I mean, it will definitely... If, if they put on, like, an 18-minute clinic and, uh, and then it's by crook, I mean... That'll help Owens because that that'll just get the heat on him uh, exactly. even more. And yeah, they they're not gonna they're not gonna tease Jericho's name this much if he's not coming back um, for a little bit, at least a little bit during the summer. Um, they're gonna build to that that big pop, you know. Uh, I think Owens Jericho rematch at SummerSlam. Yeah, book it. I book that, it. That would be good. So yeah, AJ's moving on. <laughs> I don't see this being any interference, though, let me say, when I say by crook. like Oh, yeah, no. I can't think of anybody that would interfere that no. it would make absolutely any amount of sense at all. No, I uh, I think this is going to be a really good run with the U.S. belt for Kevin Owens. Um, he, he, is a, he is a good champion. He's one of my favorite guys on the roster. God, I... I it's almost like torture to, to listen to a guy... It, you you got to be a glutton for punishment. I don't know how this guy has uh, uh, a, like a cult following because so many people do hate him. But Vince Russo, when he talks about Kevin Owens, he pisses me off to no end. He just I, this guy is this guy is got it all going on. He he is heat seeking. He's good in the ring, and and Vince Russo is a piece of crap, man. I think he kind of tries to play a role a yeah. lot of times. Like, yeah. I don't know. He's full of shit, man. Just yeah, like no, that John Denver. <laughs> <laughs> he is. You you know that somebody's kind of hustling with you. I don't really think it's just a New York thing. When people speak that slow with that much enunciation, you know, bro, <laughs> <laughs> when I think of the world heavyweight champion, I think David Arquette. Stone Cold Steve Austin. See, he's the last guy who should be saying anything because he made David Arquette the world champion. And he'll go on rants and say, now put him next to Kevin Owens. Oh, okay. While I'm at it, I'm going to put Ric Flair next to Vince Russo and David Arquette. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he, oh, yeah, the same guy that made himself the champion. Yeah. 
What a friggin' knob that guy is. Oh. Yeah, I, I don't put too much stock into what he says, like I said. He's, he's full of shit, man. He I is. thought the Rocky Mountains would be a little rockier than this. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, actually, I did. so I didn't make a... I guess I didn't make yeah, a Yeah, who are you picking, pick. you bastard? I gotta go with KO because Jericho's coming back. And, and AJ's probably moving on. So yeah, I'm gonna agree with that. Yeah, it just it just doesn't make any sense for it to be for AJ to be the U.S. champion. I mean, I don't, I can't make any any kind of sense out of it. I, now, see, you say the thing about Kevin Owens' new shirt, but then again, they did the Y two AJ shirts and then scrapped it after like ten days. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Yeah. See, now you gotta go and throwing stuff like that at me, Doug. I had forgotten about all that. It's over. It's in the past. Get over it, man. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Get over it, man. All right, last match on the card here. Probably the main event. I can't see what else would be the main event. It's for the WWE Championship. We have the champion Randy Orton defending against Jinder Mahal. Am I alone here in hoping that Jinder Mahal wins? Like, I don't think it's going to happen, but I kind of want it to. So you're telling me there's a chance. <laughs> <laughs> what was all that one in a million talk? Yeah. Husband. <laughs> oh, when he won the number one contendership, it was like, what? But then the more you thought about it and you looked at, you know, the work that he's put in both uh, both on television and in the ring, but just, like, uh, physically looks what great. What they've been doing with him since he got this number one contendership has been absolutely fantastic. Yeah, I mean, when he won the number one contendership, at first you were kind of like, oh, okay, so he's the guy that Randy's going to run over until Randy does something more important. But no, you're not alone. I don't, I mean, I, I wouldn't say he's the favorite, but you're not alone, I don't think. I legitimately say... want it to happen. Like, yeah. How crazy is that? How crazy is that that Jinder Mahal got brought back clearly to be a veteran enhancement talent out of the gate? And well, he's now... been doing a great job with every opportunity they've given him since he became the number one contender. His in-ring work has improved greatly. He had an awesome match against AJ, which, I mean, doesn't oh. say a lot because it was against AJ, but still, you can't go out there and can't go out there and dance by yourself. Can't be booty grinding with no booty on you. So, right. um... And Orton has just, I feel like Orton has kind of been going through the motions in the ring. Like, I don't know, he's gotten a little stale to me, which the angle with Bray was a major letdown in the end. But they didn't really do themselves any favors in terms of their in-ring work. Like, I don't know, Orton just, he just seems like he's gotten complacent. So, just the fact that Jinder is something fresh and new and exciting and we haven't seen it before... It makes me want it to happen. Um, I think this gets extended into Money in the Bank, and Jinder gets another shot, however, because they're kind of, like I said, I think they're kind of trying to kill time to get to SummerSlam. So, I mean, I'm not 100% sure how it plays out, but I think Orton walks away with the title no matter what, whether it's a DQ or however it happens, I think that's the bottom line, because EA said so. <laughs> well, and, yeah, right, and they you're talking about what's next for the world title and how AJ might be getting back into it. Now, obviously at a big four pay-per-view, like a SummerSlam, Orton styles, those are two major, major names. So I don't think like, I don't think Jinder would have the belt at that point because as, as well as he's doing, especially in the eyes of the hardcore fans, he just doesn't have that name value to, be a headliner at SummerSlam at this point, 
That being said... Even if he won it at Backlash and then dropped it at Money in the Bank, I'd be totally fine with that. Well, almost like Breezango. Yeah. You know, just, just to give him his due because... Change of pace. You know, and, and fans are recognizing it. Uh, you do the fan voting every week, and Jinder's won it, what, like two out of the last four weeks? Yeah, oh, so, yeah, for our TRR Star of the Week. Yeah. He's won it a couple of weeks in a row. So, um... He's been up for it almost every week, though, because he's been picking up big win after big win. He pinned Styles this week, left Orton laying again. Yep. I mean, I don't I don't see Styles and Jinder being, like, the SummerSlam match. But no. It, but, it would, but it would make sense for, in terms of being heel babyface, whereas Randy... Randy could turn on a dime. That be that being said, but you know you got two babies if you got Randy and Styles going at it. So or technically two babies. So um, yeah, I, I'll say this: the smart money here is still with the champ. Um, I don't know. I could, you don't want to end this pay per view on a DQ. Um, Does it really matter that much anymore? No. See, I think in the days when people were paying 40 bucks a pop for these more than the network... Sure. You know, you can get away with it a little bit more now. Yeah, I mean, that could happen, if, especially if they do want to protect, protect this momentum that gender has. You know, maybe a DQ finish happens. Um, if it's a clean finish, it's probably going to be Randy. But no, I, I, I would say there's a 15% chance that gender could win. That's probably higher than I would have put on it. Yeah. <laughs> my want of it to win is probably at about 95. My think it's going to win is probably at about 9. <laughs> so. But that, hey, that's better than 1 in a million. Right. That's, <laughs> you're <laughs> that's saying true. there's a chance. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, go safe money, RKO. RKO, I don't know where. All right, that's going to wrap it up for Backlash. Money in the Bank ladder match participants. All right. Ugh. You want me to go first, or you want to go first? Um, let's, probably let's, be a let's lot similar. A, let's put a couple shoe ins because let's put Zayn and are we both going with Zayn and Corbin? Zayn and Corbin are uh, shoe ins to me. Okay, uh, I think there's a great chance Dillinger's in there. Um, I don't know if he's a lock yet. I'm just kind of looking at at here, and I'm thinking. Oh, can I add something to the WWE Championship match that I forgot to say uh, in terms of gender winning? Well, what if his buddies get involved? That could also be a DQ. I think it's pretty, pretty likely that his buddies get involved. Yeah, I mean, maybe the that Singh brothers. Maybe, maybe that. Uh, maybe that prompts a DQ, but maybe. I think it's also entirely possible. There's been talk of a couple of the um, uh, Middle Eastern gentlemen that are down in NXT could get added to. Oh. Added onto really? uh, his posse, so. Maybe we see one of them debut, and that's how the match ends. Yep. I'm forget one of them is G Rama. I'm forgetting the name of the other guy right now. So I think it's, I think the possibility of a DQ is very, it's quite high. Doug. It is very high. It is Doug Benson. It is very high. <laughs> so I mean that could prompt a DQ, but with that nine percent or fifteen percent chance, maybe maybe Randy gets you know a little outside interference that causes him to lose. So I mean, there's a number of ways he could finally snap and not break a referee's count because he's been getting his ass kicked for the last four weeks by Jinder Mahal too. Right. Especially with that kind of a character. Yep. He, there's so many different ways that they could go, which makes it exciting. I'm way more stoked for this than I was for Payback. 
I did not give a damn about payback. Yeah, and and they could definitely tell a good story with this match. And they, I, I think that the United States Championship match that's going to be the match of the night in terms of in the ring. And my hope is that this is one of the better matches of the night in terms of telling a story. So not <laughs> we were done with it. I had to go back to it because I forgot to mention the Singh brothers. But uh, but yeah. So that, that's never the over. It's never <laughs> over. No, they, uh, yeah. So, okay. Zane and Corbin, I think we agree are locks. Um, Dillinger, I'm going to throw him in the hat. Uh, I'm not going to lock him yet. Um, and this is just people participating on the backlash card. There's always room for somebody else, but I don't, I can't I, think of anybody yeah. else that would be on there. Uh, in terms of Rowan and Harper, I guess it depends on what happens with that match and where they go with it. Well, here, here's where I'm going. I'll, I'll give you mine, and then I, I think okay. you'll probably either agree or disagree. So if they go with six guys, I think you go Zane Corbin, Nakamura, Ziggler, Owens, and AJ. If you go with eight, I think you add Harper and Dillinger to the mix. So do you think the U.S. champ is going to be in it? I think no? so. Okay. Yeah, I think so. Alright. I mean, and then, well, what about Jinder if he loses? See, I th I'm so sold on it going into Money in the Bank that I'm not even considering him as a participant in that match. Like, I just... It's only another three more weeks. I don't see them trying to fit in a new number one contender in the next three weeks. Sure. When they could just extend it out a little bit longer. And, and then do it again. They've been doing a lot more of that, you know, with each brand having their own shows. We saw a lot of it last year, especially with SmackDown. So I, I think that they'll just go that way with it again. So you said Shinsuke, Ziggler... Shinsuke, Ziggler, Zane Corbin, Owens and AJ, and then if there's eight, I'm adding in Harper and Dillinger. If you don't have Owens in there, who do you put in? If you don't I think have it would, Owens? Yeah, if it's six and you don't have Owens, then I think then you'd have probably have Dillinger. to go with Dillinger or Harper. It would have to be, I would imagine. Yeah, and I... I'd there's not anybody that's not on the Backlash card that I can picture being... In a money in the bank ladder match, Harper has a Harper has a really good history with ladder matches too. Uh, he's performed really well in them. Uh, you mentioned the IC one, but there, you know he's also been in a couple of multi mans and uh, had some really big spots. Uh, See, I think you throw. I think that's that's kind of the spot you give Ziggler because he's a money in the bank veteran at this point. Yeah, you always try to keep one guy who really has worked that kind of a match before. Owens has had a a couple ladder matches in WWE now, so I think they could get through it with those two. I don't know. That's kind of what I'm thinking. I'm going to go, I'm gonna I'm go with five out of those six. I, I'm, I'm going to replace... Because if Owens retains... I'm going to replace Owens with Dillinger. Um, I know so, a lot of times... It's not uncommon at all for a secondary champion to be in the ladder match. And then, But then, I guess the other... I question, have him in kind of for the same reason why you wouldn't give Randy a new challenger for the next three weeks. Yeah. I think you kind of just add him into the mix for the money in the bank. Because, um, you know I mean? AJ's got to have to be in money in the bank, I would imagine. Like, they wouldn't yeah. leave those guys out in oh, another right. U.S. title match. No, no, I, no. I don't think so. No, and AJ could be brilliant in that match, too. So, um, yeah, I'll go with a similar list. I... It's hard because I do like your list. Well, five out of the six are the same. <laughs> you like that? Uh, five out of the six are the same, but I, just just to be a little different, I'm going to put Dillinger in there. All right. So, what do you say, Doug? A little rapid fire NXT takeover before we uh, 
Call her a day. Yep, and to full disclosure, I, I got to get caught up. I didn't see NXT last night, so... That's right. We'll we'll do this. Quick quick picks for NXT TakeOver Chicago, which is tonight. Of course, if you are busy, can't watch the show, definitely check out live in-progress results right on topropreport.com starting at 8 o'clock. But here we go. We go from, uh, in order of importance, in my opinion, of course, so nobody kill me on that, uh, was just announced this week, Roderick Strong versus Eric Young. Go ahead, Doug. Uh... Strong. See, I'm going. I'm going to go Eric Young. I think you kind of need to build sanity into someone who is more imposing to finally put a stop to them. Someone like a Drew McIntyre. Um, I could see Strong winning because we haven't seen No Way Jose in quite a while, so maybe he interferes and helps Roderick get a win. But I think you kind of want to keep sanity strong, so I'm going with EY. Uh, four title matches, even though there's only three titles in NXT on this card. First up, for the United Kingdom Championship, the champion Tyler Bate defending against Pete Dunne. I'm going to go with the champion on this one. I Just for the mere fact that I don't think you want to swap that title until you have your weekly UK show up and running as much as I like Pete Dunne. So I'm going to go with Tyler Bate. Yeah, I was going to go Bate Retains. As Bate well. Retains. The master of all the Bates. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, up next, a ladder match for the NXT Tag Team Championships. The champions, the Authors of Pain, defending against DIY Douglas. Do you think DIY, uh, DIY is, is going main anytime soon? See, I heard that they were going to just after WrestleMania, but if it's going to happen uh, since, that, since that didn't take place, I don't see it happening until like after SummerSlam. So I guess... That all depends on your definition of soon. Like, I don't know. That's not, like, overly soon to me. That's still three months. Yeah. Um, I'm going Authors of Pain. That I, was, I, was, I think they're sticking around longer no matter what. I was going to say, that was my thinking because, uh, yeah, those guys could go to Maine at any time, and I think it just leaves the flexibility out there. So, yeah, I was saying the champs retain. Match of the night pick right here for me, too. Yep. Definitely. DIY always puts on a tremendous show. Sticking them in a ladder match, especially just the contrast in styles between them and the brutally strong Authors of Pain. Uh, this is the one I'm looking forward to the most. Um, second to last match, a triple threat match for the NXT Women's Championship. No longer a fatal four-way as Ember Moon is out with an injury. NXT Women's Champion Asuka defending against Nikki Cross and Ruby Riot. Because Ember's out, Oscar retains. Yep, that was exactly what I was gonna say. It might have been Ember's time uh, if if she were in. And when you do these uh, when you do these multi, well in this case multi woman matches, that leaves an opportunity for the champ to be protected despite losing. Picking against Oscar right now, um, even though like she's got to lose at some point. She's got to lose at some point, but it's almost like... I think it's just tailor-made for Ember Moon to be the one to take it off it, And it probably will be, and then and then Asuka, I mean, probably isn't that long for NXT. Out of the other that. two, it's too soon for Ruby Riot. Nikki, I can kind of come up with a case for her to do it, because she's a little more established. Um, she had, I don't even know if I would call it like a promo, but uh, on this week on NXT, she was supposed to be getting interviewed, and she was just basically acting psychotic it was really different something you might want to check that out as well it was really i guess you could call it a promo yeah um, but we're seeing some character building out of her which 
I'm intrigued. I've always kind of had a thing for those dark, kind of demented characters. Yep. Because I'm dark and demented. <laughs> no, at this point, it would picking against Asuka in this case, especially with No Ember Moon, I think it would kind of be, it would kind of be as reckless as uh, picking against as Bo moving the Miz to Raw from SmackDown Live. That was pretty reckless too. <laughs> it, it would be as reckless as picking against Goldberg uh, at like a secondary pay per view like Fall Brawl or something. <laughs> you know when his streak was at 145 and 0, or you know they massaged the numbers. But you know what I mean. Whatever it was at. You mean Perry Saturn's going to end the streak at, at Fall Brawl? <laughs> at fall Brawl. <laughs> yeah. No, with No Ember Moon, there's no way. Take my money. There's no way. <laughs> it's got to be Oscar. All right, and finally, for the NXT Championship, the champion, the glorious Bobby Roode, defending against Hideo Itami. Bobby Roode all day. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, Itami, it's great to have him back. This guy's had such a bad string of luck when it comes to injuries. It seems like every time he's got a little bit of momentum going for him, he goes on the shelf. That's unfortunate. It's nice to see him have a big match like this. I would um, not be surprised to see him on the main roster very soon. Yeah, and and because so, of his age, because of his injury history. Yeah. Honestly, I'd put him on 205 Live. That would be really good. I really would. But you know, even though the N they might not look at the NXT title quite like they do the WWE Championship in this regard, but it's almost like it's almost like the the Ziggler, uh, Brian curse when you when you have been fragile they're more hesitant to put the big title on you um it's a little different with nxt but still so it's nice to see him have this big match they'll put on a these two will put on a great match but yeah rude retains atami is one of the few guys that i could see taking the title off of rude at this point and having it you know seem legitimate but kind of gazing into the future who do you kind of see as ultimately the like a threat to his championship reign because I, I mean it's kind of hard to even picture you know Tommy there's a whole lot of changeover right now he's probably gonna have a long run outside of Drew McIntyre right now like I could see that being a big yep. match yep they already did it with Cassius Ono so you kind of threw that one away I don't see anyone else there's, there's nobody really knocking on the doorstep so yeah no this will be a good match I I really think that whether people like it or not, all the champions will retain. Yeah, I, I'm going to agree with you on that one as well. Well, all right, Doug. Until next time. Right. Okay, everyone, that's going to wrap it up for us this week. Before we get you out of here, of course, I'd like to keep encouraging everybody to check out TopRopeReport.com for all the latest and greatest news in the world of professional wrestling. We also have live, detailed, in-progress results of every show, including tonight's NXT TakeOver Chicago, tomorrow night's Backlash, and then back into the regular weekly schedule with Raw on Monday, SmackDown Live and 205 Live on Tuesday, and then NXT on Wednesday. Of course, make sure to hashtag GetOnTop with TopRopeReport.com on social media, at TRRWrestling on Twitter, we are also on Facebook at TopRopeReport.com with no dot, and then also on Instagram at TopRopeReport.com with no dot. If you'd like to follow yours truly, I'm on Twitter at TRR underscore E-Ames, that's E-A-M-E-S, and you can follow Doug Barrel on the Twitter sphere at TRR underscore Doug. Until next time, my friends, be sure to check out all episodes of the Top of the Morning podcast. 
right over on iTunes. Go ahead and subscribe to us right there. We're also on YouTube, SoundCloud, and Podcruncher. We will catch you on the next episode. And always remember, it's not how hard you get knocked down, but whether or not you can kick out.